previously on the straight 45. NJ! NJ! You in here? She could hear that radio playing from inside of the room. She takes a step further and the front door slams shut behind her. She quickly turns around to look at it. But then she instantly begins to feel the presence growing and creeping up on her from behind. Angie, is that you? She said in a whisper as she felt a tap on her shoulder from behind. And as she turned back to look, she felt a blow to the head and Kezi fell to the ground. Then, the radio sound coming from inside the room stopped. Kezi jumps back to consciousness and finds herself laying down on the floor. Ouch, my head, she says as she finds her way up to her feet. She looks around and she isn't in the living room anymore. She was in a hallway and the end looked so dark and endless. She pats herself down in search of her phone but finds it on the ground with her earpiece close to her feet. As she bends to pick them up, she spots her Zobo cup also. Aha! There you are, my precious, she says as she grabs it all and gets back up. Kezi now hears a voice say, I've never been so happy to hear that seeping sound. NJ, NJ, is that you? Where are you? Kezi says, turning around in an empty dark hallway with so many doors on each side. It truly looked endless, but she couldn't see NJ. This way, Kezi hears as she feels a tap on her shoulder. She begins to follow the voice. It brings her to a door. She tries to open it, but the door is shut. Then the static radio sound is back, and she could hear voices coming from both ends of the hallway, closing in fast on her. Also, the air was getting colder. 
Kezi is trying hard to open the door, but it won't budge. She puts her sippy cup down and shoves the door with her shoulder. She kicks it even harder with all she has. And nothing, still. Now the voices were even closer and the air was colder. She could see her breath like she was in a cold room. She takes a few steps back in an attempt to run and ram into the door. But as she takes the last step back, she exhales deeply before she runs. <sighs> Alright, here goes nothing. And just then, the door behind her opens and many hands reach out from inside and pull her in fast. What the? And the door slams shut. Blood of Jesus! Mrs. Beatrice screams at the top of her voice. As she jumped up from the living room couch, panting so hard like NJ after doing just three dishes in the kitchen. Her heart was racing. She was sweating profusely. She was watching a TV show and had fallen asleep whilst doing it until she got this sharp pain in her chest. This wasn't normal. She calls out, Kezi! Kezi! But gets no response. She felt something was wrong. She quickly goes up to the girl's room, but there was no one there. Kezi! Kezi! Where did this one go to without telling me? She thought. She tries to call her cell, but it wasn't connecting. Now she knew something was wrong for sure. Because unlike NJ, Kezi always had her phone on and with her at all times. She also always took all her calls. Bibi rushed downstairs to the living room, texts her husband. Honey, come home. We need to go find the kids. Kezi is missing too. She whips out her trusty Bible and begins to pray for the safety of both of her daughters. Wherever my children are, I send angels to protect them right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Kezi. Kezi, wake up. Kezi, wake up. Kezi. Kezi, wake up. Her eyes opened. Kezi had fallen on her back when she was pulled in. She felt herself lying down in a pool of water. She could barely even see the door just right in front of her. The room was dark, but she could see a light coming from behind. She gets up. There she was, standing in a pool of water, but she wasn't at all wet. I swear if I die here, my spirit will kill your spirit, Angie. Kezi says, as she turns around to face the light source. And then she sees it. What the hell? She knew she was in Baby Bella's room because she could see all the kids painting on the walls and baby shoes by the closet. She sees Bella, bound in ropes and placed on a table in the middle of the room. 
a light shines from above to the table where Bella was tied captive. And that light reflected a little around the table. Every other part of the room was dark. She feels a slight push from behind and a voice saying, Go on, Cassie, go on. I need my Zobo right now, she says as she slowly begins to walk forward. She sees the priestess wearing a red gown and holding leaves, singing and dancing around the table where baby Bella laid. Mr. and Mrs. Phillips stood there behind the light. Mrs. Phillips was in tears as she held onto her husband's arm. Mr. Phillips stood there just staring at Bella, who at this point was screaming. No! No! I'm scared! I'm scared, mommy! I'm scared, mommy! Mommy, I want Nana! I want Nana! Don't let her hurt me, mommy! No! Nana! Nana, where are you? Save me, Nana! Save me, Nana! No! There was a radio on the table beside playing that static sound Kezi could hear. The incantations got even louder and the priestess continued dancing wilder and wilder. Spraying something on Bella with the leaves she held from a calabash in her hand. Then she stopped. She looks up to the light, raises up the calabash and says, As long as her spirit is trapped inside this house, your wealth will know no bounds. As she pulls a blade and strikes baby Bella. Nana, save me! Nana! <sighs> Kezi could see the life drain out of baby Bella. Now the priestess gives Mr. and Mrs. Philip some of their own daughter's blood to drink. She had poured some of it into the same calabash from earlier and they both drank from it. The lights go out. Why did you 
overwhelmed. But shocked from the terror she just witnessed and scared to death because she could feel so many trapped spirits inside the room with her. But then she hears Angie's voice call out, This way, sis. Follow my voice. Kezi makes a break for it. It was total darkness and water all over the ground. She hears a door open and she could see the hallway and her Zobokov beside that door she was trying to open before. This way. NJ's voice says again. Kezi runs even faster. It seemed the door was moving even further. The more towards it she ran, she could feel the hands and voices just behind her. Save me, Nana. Oh, yes. Save me, Nana. She makes it. She's back in the hallway and looking at the door again. Go in there, Cassie. Her favorite spot is in there. Free her and save us all. Kezi hears. She knew Angie's spirit was directing her now. She tried the door again, but it was still shut. She kicks it, pushes it. It won't budge. No, come on. She takes two steps back in an attempt to ram the door open again. She feels the door behind her open again. With the cold air, and this time the voices were catching up. She runs towards the door for the ramp. finally burst open. She reaches back and grabs her Zobo cup and shuts the door behind her quickly. She takes a look around the really dark room. It was a laundry room. She pulls out her phone and turns on the flashlight and she begins to look around the room. Where are you? Where do you hide? right spot. Come on, Bella, where are you? Kezi says as she ransacks the laundry. Now Kezi moves the washing machine to the side and then she sees a small compartment on the wall. It had a sliding door. This has to be it, she says as she bends to reach the handle and slide it open. Now the cupboards and windows begin to bang. And the laundry door opens up and the spirits fill the room. Kezi is stretching seriously, trying to reach the handle. Ah, come on, just a little further, come on. Her flashlight flickers and her phone goes off. She can't see. Feels those hands pulling her away from the wall. Come on, Kezi, you can do it. 
Open it, Kezzy, open it. Open it, Kezzy, open it. What? She could hear NJ egging her to go on. Save me, Nana. Kezzy tries and stretches. Save me, Nana. So hard. Save me, Nana. Yes. She had slid it open and it all stopped. Kezi could hear her heart racing. The lights came back on and it was bright outside again. There was light coming in from the windows now and it didn't look like nights anymore. Her phone comes back up and she sees the time and realizes it's just evening. She hears a voice fading away saying, Thank you for saving me. This all better be over, Kezi says as she stands up to her feet. She walks out of the laundry and could see people all passed out around the house and the party music was banging. They all began to stand up one after the other with hands on their head, totally unaware of all that had happened. Kezi, Kezi, where are you? NJ calls out in excitement. Kezi looks down the hallway and sees her sister running down to her. Her face lit up like a Christmas tree on Christmas Eve. They both embrace themselves. Don't you ever scare me like that again. Kezi says as she pinches NJ on her back. Ouch! I'm sorry, sis. Here, you drop this. NJ says as she hands Kezi her sippy cup of Zobo. Kezi grabs it with both hands and takes the last heavy sip and says, Whew, let's get out of here. And oh yeah, that is definitely going to kill you. <laughs> As they walked out, they hear from behind, Hey NJ, wait up. It was Susan and the girls. Kezi turns to her and says, Whoa. If you know what is good for you, avoid us or I will curse you for 600 years. She pulls NJ away and they both step out of the house laughing. Kezi pulls out her phone in an attempt to order an Uber. But hears a car horn as it pulls over beside them and winds down. The driver leans over and says, I see you got my messages. Need a ride home? Wait, are you not the driver who brought me here? And what messages is he talking about? NJ says as she looks to her sister. Get in, don't worry. I'll tell you all about it on the way home, Kezi says as she opens the door and they both get in. My name is Awal. My grandmother was the old lady in that video. She always told us, all about the story of House 45 when we were younger. We all thought it was just a joke until I lost my big brother to this. Then I began to follow up and do research on that house. When I saw your sister go in, I knew I had to act fast. Truth is, you're really lucky. After three days of being trapped in there as a spirit, you cannot come back. You'd be trapped there forever. 
Those spirits that have been trapped there forever, they don't want anybody who comes to leave. They are always sucking people in. Your lucky case got you out in time. Today was your third day. You would have been lost forever. We're here. Glad to have you guys back home. Thank you so much, Owl. Kezi says. No, thank you. Now my brother's spirit that was strapped is free forever and I can move on with my life. Have a nice day. The girls turn and face the gate. Knowing once they go in, Captain Black Skies would be waiting to give them black skies. NJ turns to Kezi. Thank you for saving me. You truly are the best. Now don't worry, I'll take all the blame for this mess. It's my mess. But Kezi holds her hands and says, Come on girl, we've got this. We can totally spin this. I got your back. They both hug each other and walk through the gates. Hey, thank you Jesus! Mrs. Beatrice screams. Where have you both been? Come and explain yourselves right now. Mr. Charles screams as he gets down from the car and shuts the door. Apparently, they were just about to drive out and go look for the girls. Kezi and NJ walk hand in hand to their parents and both cook up the best lie in the history of lies. They were absolutely convincing that lie would totally have won a Grammy Award. Oh my God, Kezi. I can't believe they bought that. <laughs> NJ says, as they both laugh and give themselves high fives. But then, they feel it again. That cold gust of wind hitting them from behind like in the street 45. Could they have brought it home? Eh hey, the engineer came oh, they have fixed uh, the AC in your room. It's now two horsepower. It's working very well now. Can you feel it now? Their mom says as she passes by their room. The girls look at themselves and burst out laughing. Phew! Thank you, Jesus, NJ says. Well, I need more Zobo, Kezi says as she dashes off to the kitchen. NJ happily throws herself on her bed. She stares at the ceiling for a bit and says out loud, But go go punish that Susan Gersha. The end. Yo, the straight 45. It was really amazing um, to have you guys come with me on this journey, on this mini series of the story, the straight 45. Uh, it was it was really 
exciting to tell the story and hear people like react to it in different ways and we've come to the end of the story where girl power <laughs> girl power sister power prevailed over everything else yeah it just goes to show that family well in a functional family like a friend of mine says in a functional family yeah regardless of whatever it is when the time comes family would stand for you yeah that's just it so nj and kezi were just like dynamic duo and all of that it was just amazing so there you have it the story of nj the straight 45 but i'd love to hear your thoughts on the story did you enjoy the story come on you should have something to say please just tell me did you enjoy the story do you like the way it ended if not how do you think it should have ended let's hear you let's hear your feedback and would you go to the straight 45 don't be a stranger join the conversation it's at the talking phoenix on all social media and catch you guys in the next episode adios